Welcome to the Visegrad Inside podcast from Central Europe on Central Europe. Hello, everyone. My name is Tatiana Polagruic, and I'm leading the Western Balkans program at Visegrad Inside Respublika Foundation. Part of the program is Western Balkans Futures Project supported by the International Visegrad Fund. Within the project, we closely follow events in the Western Balkan countries, and this time our focus is on Serbia, where massive street protests and roads blockades all over the country have taken place. I'm talking to Marko Savkovic, Executive Director of Belgrade Fund of Political Excellence, about these events. BFPE is also a partner on the Western Balkans Futures Project. Uh, so, Marko, please tell us what these protests are about, uh, what triggered them, and what are the demands? Well, hello first, good morning, and I'm very happy to join your program. And uh, allow me just to say uh, that uh, our organization has changed its name in July. So now it's Foundation BFP for a Responsible Society. Uh, needs to be needs to be said, although the acronym remains the same, it's BFP. Um, well, the protests are citizen protests, and uh, they are against uh, a number of uh, policies, that are seen by an increasing, I would say, number of citizens as detrimental to their future, to their health, to their well-being, and have a lot to do with the decisions made over a period of several years, even more than a decade, arguably, that uh, led to uh, the um, eventual creation of a lithium mine in uh, Western Serbia, uh, near Loznica, uh, which is seen as being one of the, depends on which side you are of the discussion, as one of Serbia's uh, greatest chances for development or one of the worst things that can happen to the future of this country in terms of uh, the way how uh, lithium is being extracted and the technologies that are going to be used and how uh, land, water and air are going to be uh, polluted. Uh, however, uh, although uh, you will see and hear uh, many saying that this is uh, a protest against both government policies but also against Rio Tinto being uh, the company in question that's trying to uh, create this uh, mine and to extract lithium. Um, it is also a citizen protest against a great number of government policies that and decisions that were made and laws that have been adopted over a relatively short time span. Now, we are looking at less than a month, arguably, in which we had uh, changes to the law and referenda being adopted uh, where we have seen uh, changes uh, 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 to the law, um, which is being used, which is being used basically to uh, buy uh, land from uh, citizens who uh, who own it, and um, ultimately uh, we've seen um, a number of associated policies that have uh, by uh, in in the mind of those who are protesting heavily favored the investor and have completely disregarded the citizens' interest for having a uh, clear, clean um, uh, uh, environment. Um, 
these governments are these these sorry these protests are anti-government protests also i mean it's it's clear that a great majority of those who are protesting are in opposition to the government have been for a number of years what makes them uh, more important or what makes them important is that uh, they have happened in a number of cities across serbia so this is not an isolated protest in one place they have happened in several places in belgrade and uh, of course the numbers are always uh, there's always discussion how many people actually showed up but we are looking at uh, uh, probably uh, no less than 10 perhaps as many as 20000 people in belgrade alone uh, and uh, these are significant numbers we are hearing reports that for instance in the city of shabas which was at the center of attention uh, a week ago a couple of thousand people also went to the streets uh, the protest there was uh, very uh, well attended because a lot of citizens wanted to send a message that they are uh, not afraid to protest and the message against what was happening um, last Saturday, not this Saturday, but last one. Um, and uh, this, these protests, you know, judging by how uh, the government is now responding, and especially how the president is now um, uh, slowly but surely uh, seems to be um, changing his mind and seems to be open to uh, changing at least one part of the law, the the perhaps the most tra- the most problematic one. Uh, it seems that uh, the political leadership, the ruling party, has uh, got the message and uh, is now going to go into overdrive to try to um, uh, uh, control the damage that was created to its reputation, which was seen uh, as uh, rock solid until uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what do you think the government's uh, next steps will be? Will the status quo be re-established? Um, I assume Rio Tinto case will remain on the agenda, but still. Well, I I believe that uh, we will see uh, fairly quickly changes to the law on expropriation. Uh, the most problematic articles that I was mentioning that basically gives you only days to try and to uh, respond to a decision, to, to try and to appeal to a decision uh, being made uh, on the basis of this law, um, because there are fears that simply this will be a way, as it is in some other countries with less democratic practices, that uh, uh, citizens are not given a chance to negotiate a, a more, a fair, a better price, for instance, uh, with the potential investor, you know, that even something can be uh, uh, proclaimed uh, eminent domain, basically, on the uh, on the behalf of the investor himself, so the private entities can claim eminent domain, which is really, uh, for our legal practice, unprecedented. Um, I expect it to be amended in the parliament fairly quickly because there is the government is now in damage control mode. Um, I mean, President went to the one of the villages affected uh, in Western Serbia for the first time, as some say, after after a decade, a decade in power. We have to understand that the whole uh, Yadar, as the region uh, in question is called, the Yadar project is um, it's 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 not new. It has been around for years. However, uh, it, it has gotten into the very center of, of public attention. It has become a sort of a symbol, uh, a rallying call 
for those who want to fight for a clean air, for a clean environment, because there is no, and I have to say, you know, it, it has never been properly explained to citizens. You know, the whole extraction technology, we are simply, have, haven't been assured that it's going to be clean. Uh, and uh, this country already having a, a very poor uh, quality of air, anyone who has been not only in Serbia, but in the Western Balkans, I mean, in winter time, uh, we have some of the most polluted cities uh, with, with really poor air quality. And um, th- this, this, this concern has been growing. It's fairly new. We are talking about a couple of years. Uh, but um, this has become a topic uh, which can actually uh, create and is creating a serious dent in a support that government has been, has been um, well, enjoying over the past couple of years. Always a tricky issue to talk about because we have a lot of people who, who unfortunately don't vote, who are apolitical, but this is an issue that also, also bringing um, together people who are apolitical, which is, I think, very interesting. And that makes it more dangerous for the government. Thank you. Um, I have my next question will be related a little bit to uh, to the external, <laughs> so to say, uh, factors. Um, European Union seems to closely be following the issue too, uh, as stated by the European Commission spokesperson Anna Pisanero most recently. She conveyed that the EU welcomes the Serbian government's statement that it will apply the highest level of environmental protection standards to the Yadar lithium mine project. What is the purpose of such statement, do you think, and how does it fit in the whole picture? Well, um, this has been one of the most contested, I think, issues within the, the, the wider problem that is going to be lithium extraction in Serbia. And, and that is how uh, the West actually looks at the whole project and what it thinks of the project. Um, and so far, I think, I think by now it is clear that there are two interests or concerns that are shared by many in the West. Number one is the need to secure deposits of lithium closer to Europe, within Europe, in order to decrease this dependency on China and other countries. And the other is um, simply there is a... uh, (laughs) Lithium is very important in the whole, uh, uh, despite the fact that, you know, somehow its extraction never gets debated enough, I think. It's still important within the green agenda and the green transition. And another thing tied to the first one is that there is a fear, you know, if it's not Rio Tinto extracting, refining, then it's going to be some Chinese company. Um, And that is something that, I mean, I I can't say that, you know, the EU will not allow it, the EU will, but it seems, you know, that the heavy lobbying seems to point that way. And uh, I think the Rio Tinto has made one significant mistake. For a long time, it has basically asked the government to do its bidding and to be, to be its spokesperson. We are now in the second, almost third year of a pandemic that is really devastating. Uh, trust in the government institutions that wasn't particularly high is even lower. 
And you expect from an actor that already enjoys low level of trust to communicate effectively and advocate on your behalf something. It's simply not going to work. And uh, take into this equation that extraction, you know, the, the first actually trying to figure out where deposits are, so the, the, the samples being taken and so on. This, you know, you have to tamper with someone's land. And it is a powerful symbol wherever you go. And you will hear people, I'm not, I'm not going to give you, you know, there is a very potent uh, uh, placard being, uh, uh, one, one, of the demos, one of the protesters was carrying it saying, you know, I'm not giving away my granddad's pastures over to you, which is, I think, or, or forest. I, mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's very, very potent. Uh, and um, I mean, some have sold the land, and this is also another issue. I mean, this is understandable. You know, someone comes and says, especially if you have no intention of, you know, actually cultivating the land, or you know, you have other properties. This is, I think, this was this was expected. But some are very uh, standfast in their uh, opposition, and. Um, it's going to be a struggle, uphill struggle from now on, for, despite all the money that has been invested. There's also the question of actually, you know, value for money because the actual, uh, the, 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 uh, what, the profit for Serbian budget, I mean, some estimate 40 million euros per year, and there are claims that, you know, by cultivating the land alone, by, you know, investing in, more advanced agriculture, you could actually have a greater yield. But the thing is, and we have to be aware, a whole ecosystem is being built around what is expected to be Rio Tinto's uh, lithium mines tomorrow. Uh, there is interest from several uh, companies in the West to build uh, car batteries and, I mean, lithium batteries factories here in Serbia. It's a great temptation, I would say. It would be a great temptation for any government to bring these kind of investments that not only employ a significant number of people, but also there's a potential transfer of technology in the long term. Um, so we will see. I mean, uh, I would presume after you know talking with my colleagues over the weekend and so on and so forth, that uh, we will see a uh, postponement of the final decision on the fate of the whole project, the other project, for after the elections. Because this is the kind of topic on which the government can really... I'm not saying that it can lose elections over this, because I think that's too... Uh, that would be maybe too optimistic for those who oppose the government. But it can, it can decrease the support significantly. And, you know, hence increase the support for parties that are uh, quickest to capitalize on the issue at hand. But um, not only to talk about, you know, the, the language of politics, I think that this is a, a, a genuine citizen protest. And I think that this, this should be said, despite a lot of spin uh, attempts being made uh, to, to, to portray this as some kind of, you know, colored revolution or whatever, I think it's a genuine citizen protest. Marko, thank you very much for joining Visegrad Inside Podcast and for sharing your insights on this day. This is December 6th. Um, this podcast has been supported by International Visegrad Fund. I have to mention this too. Yes.
Thank you very much. And uh, I hope to continue this discussion in some other forum. Thank you.